Welcome to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee served the Lord for more than seven decades, and these life studies represent his contribution to the ever-expanding understanding of the revelation of the Bible. The purpose of these life studies is to present the truths contained in the Scriptures and to minister the genuine life supply, to solve the common and hard problems found in the Bible and to open up every book of the Bible through interpretation. We're very happy to bring you selected portions from his speaking today. If you'd like to learn more about the Life Studies, please visit our website at lifestudy.com. Simply lifestudy.com. Now, here's today's program. We're very happy to have Bob Danker join us again today to fellowship regarding the Life Study of Genesis. And Bob, welcome back. It's nice to see you. It's very good to see you also, Matt. It's good to be back in the studio with you. Bob, we've had several programs dealing with the pillars related to the house of God, and today's program is somewhat a parenthesis, focusing on one man identified by name in the Bible as a pillar builder. And he's really the only skillful builder involved with the building of the temple that we know by his name. Why do you think this is significant? Well, I would say, yes, Matt, it is indeed significant that there's only one among the skillful builders who were prepared by David and Solomon whose name is given to us. But along with the name, there are many wonderful and useful details concerning this person, such as his mother, his father, and other details regarding him that are helpful to us. Actually, Hiram, the pillar builder, is a type or a figure of the gifted persons mentioned by Paul in Ephesians chapter 4, which are given by Christ to the church for the building up of the church as the body of Christ. It says in verse 11 that he gave some as apostles, some as prophets, some as evangelists, some as shepherds and teachers for a particular purpose, that is to perfect the saints so that the saints can have the capacity to do the building work. So this is the building up of the church in the New Testament. It requires gifted and skillful persons to do the building work. And Hiram is a wonderful picture of these gifted persons. Eventually, God wants every believer to participate in the building up of the church as the body of Christ. So this has a relevance for all of us because God wants to make us skillful men who can labor and build up the church as Christ's body. Thank you for the good introduction. I'm anxious to join Witness Lee. We all want to be Hiram's. Here's today's life study. First Kings and Second Chronicles says clearly that David prepared a good number of skillful men for the building of the temple. Then Solomon, the son, got also a good number of skillful men for the building of the temple. But the strange thing is, the Bible doesn't mention 
the name of anyone among so many, maybe thousands of skillful builders. But the Bible, when it comes to this one, the builder of the pillars, it tells us three main points. One concerning his mother, another one concerning his father, and the third one concerning himself. Number one, his mother was of Dan. And then what is the tribe of Dan? Ma, the tribe of Dan is the tribe of idolatry. Dan was a figure representing the worship of idols. Dan set up the idols. That was the biggest stumbling to the children of Israel. If you are going to be a builder of the pillar, firstly, you have to admit, you have to realize that you were born out of the origin of sin. Our origin was a daughter of the tribe of Dan. Then the father was a man of Tyre. Tyre was not a part of the Holy Land. It was a pagan country. The mother was of the Holy Land. The father was of the pagan country. Tyre was a commercial country. Aha! This is the origin a young lady of the tribe of the serpent married to a young man of the country of Satan. Have you seen this? Hiram became the builder of the pillar. But suppose he was never of the father. Where could he pick up the skill to fashion, to cast the pillars? We all need a Danish mother and a Terran father. Bob, here we have another example of details that probably most of us would never pay attention to. However, this ends up giving us a key to opening the Bible in a wonderful way. Let me ask you, in your own study of the Bible of 1 Kings and 2 Chronicles, did you ever pay attention to the mother and father of Hiram? Well, Matt, I have to speak a very honest word to you. I would say that the answer to your question is definitely no. I never paid attention to the mother and the father of Hiram, but these facts and details are stated very clearly. Both Second Chronicles 2.14 and 1 Kings 7.14 speak about Hiram and the origin of Hiram. His mother was a woman of the daughters of Dan. That means she was a woman in the tribe of Dan, mm-hmm. which was a tribe of Israel, one of the 12 tribes of Israel. And then his father was a Tyran man, a man of Tyre. 
And Tyre at that time was not part of the Holy Land. It was a pagan country known for its commerce, known for its wealth. So Hiram's father, being a man of Tyre, means that he was very skillful in making money. He had the worldly skills to do business and to carry out commerce. So here you have a mother of the tribe of Dan and a father who is from Tyre. Very interesting that uh, you have these two elements in the source of Hiram. One was a mother from among God's people. The other one was a man from a pagan source. So we really need the light shining from God to understand what this means. And of course, the way to understand the Bible is not by anything external to the Bible, but by the Bible itself. So how do we know the significance of Dan here? Well, we have to read the portions of the Bible that speak about Dan, and it's very clear from Judges chapter 18, for instance, that Dan was a tribe of idolatry. You know, Israel was in a very bad situation at that time. They were turned away from God, and Dan gained possession of an idol and of a Levite to be the priest for them. So they were idol worshipers. They worshiped idols instead of worshiping the true and living God. Then later on in 1 Kings chapter 12, after the nation of Israel had been divided into the northern part, Israel of ten tribes, the southern part, Judah of two tribes, Jeroboam, the king of the northern empire, made two golden calves, and he put one of them in Dan. So Dan here is again associated with idolatry. And in Genesis 49, Jacob said about Dan that he was a serpent on the way. He was a viper on the pathway that bit the horse on its heels and caused the rider to fall backward. This is Dan. Dan is related to idolatry, causing God's people to stumble and deviate from God's way. So this is, speaks about the source of Hiram. And in Psalm 51, when David repented of his sin, he said that he was brought forth in iniquity and was conceived in sin. So here, the mother is the source of our human being, but this source is related to sin. So if we're going to be a pillar builder or a builder of God's dwelling place, we have to realize and accept the fact that we have a source that is related to sin. Our source is not pure, is not good. It is the source of sin, the source of the serpent, the source of idolatry. If we're going to be building God's dwelling place on this earth, we have to realize where we came from. We have a Danite mother. We have a mother of the daughters of Dan. But then the father was not of the tribe of Israel. He was of a pagan source, and he represents the worldly skills, all the skills that Hiram used to build the temple came from the source of his father, who was from Tyre. So these two sources, the Danite mother, the mother of the tribe of Dan and the father of Tyre, show us that if we're going to be a builder of pillars, a builder of God's house with skill, we need to have these two sources. First of all, we realize we are from a sinful source. Our mother is representing that source. But we also need, in addition to that, we need some skills. We need some skills that we picked up from the world, 
from our education and from all our training as we were growing up, right? We went to school to learn many things. So we need some skill. No person who doesn't have any skill can be a builder of God's house. Thank you, Bob. Let's go back to Witness Lee for more of our life study. Now we come to Naphtali, a man born of a Dennis and of a Terran, but eventually he became a Naphtalite, one of the tribe of Naphtali. And what is Naphtali? You read the Bible. And Jacob's blessing prophecy on the 12 sins. Naphtali was a hind, H-I-N-D, a deer, a freed deer, a hind set free. In the Old Testament, figuratively speaking, the hind signifies a person trusting in God. In a very desperate situation. And every source is cut off. This person still trusts in God. And number two. Such a person always will walk. Not in the valley. Down in the valley. But up upon the high places. Upon the tops of the mountains. Another portion of the word. That is Psalm 22. It's very, very meaningful. This psalm was to be sung upon the tune of the hind of the morning. In the first verse, it tells us how Christ was on the cross. Then after 22, verse 22, right away the psalm says, I will declare... Father, your name to my brethren. Psalm 22 is on the resurrected Christ for the church. And here you have the hind of the morning. This tells us the hind in the Old Testament refers to a person not only trusting in God, not only walking by jumping, leaping, skipping over tops of the mountains, but also a person living in resurrection for the church life. Now you know. Who can be such a person? Only regenerated and transformed ones. This is the tribe of Naphtali. Naphtali is the tribe of the hind. Bob, we have a very lovely picture here of Hiram of the tribe of Naphtali being a person in resurrection for the building of the church. We need these other passages mentioned Psalm 22 and Genesis 49, to really see the whole picture. Would you help us assemble all the pieces? Yes, again, Matt, in order to understand this picture that we're given here, we need to look at the portions of the Bible that speak about Naphtali. And, of course, a very important one is 
Genesis 49, where Jacob is blessing his 12 sons, and he comes to Naphtali, and he says, Naphtali is a hind let loose. He gives beautiful words. So a hind is a small deer that's very skillful, very, very agile, and it can skip on mountains. You don't find them in the valleys. You find them on the high places, and they're leaping and skipping there. So this is the way Naphtali is portrayed in Genesis 49. Then you come to Psalm 22. This is a very important psalm, and the superscription of this psalm says that it should be according to the hind of the dawn. So this psalm is a psalm of the hind, a hind of the dawn, and it mentioned here the dawn. Eventually, what does this psalm speak about? It speaks about gives many details about Christ's death, 21 verses concerning Christ's death. Then it comes to verse 22, and it says that the Lord himself begins to speak. He says, I will declare your name to my brothers. Amen. In the midst of the assembly, that's the church, I will sing hymns of praise to you. After Christ suffered death in his resurrection, he produced many brothers who are the constituents of the church. Actually, this psalm, which is a psalm of the hind, here the hind signifies Christ in his resurrection, who produces brothers of himself and sons of God to be the constituents of the church. So here we have the tribe of Naphtali, a tribe that represents resurrection and living for the church. Here we have Hiram. He was of the tribe of Dan. His mother was of Dan, and he was of Tyre. His father was a man of Tyre. But here in 1 Kings 7.14, it says he was of the tribe of Naphtali. How could such a thing happen? Interesting. That a man born of a woman of Dan and a man from Tyre be of the tribe of Naphtali. This is mysterious. But how can this happen? Well, this can happen because... In God's New Testament economy, we have the matters of regeneration, which imparts God as life into us, and we have the matter of transformation through this life that has been imparted into us to make us another kind of person, to save us from our sinful source and from our worldly source and make us a person in resurrection, living for the church and for the building of the church. If we would be a builder in God's house, we need to experience regeneration and transformation to make us of another tribe, not of the tribe we were born of or of the source, but of the tribe of Naphtali. We all need to become Naphtalites, people who have been regenerated and transformed by the divine life. And then we are qualified and able to build up the church. Really is an encouragement. Not all of us have come from the most glorious of backgrounds, but there's a way for all of us to enter resurrection. Thank you, Bob. Let's rejoin Witness Lee for the conclusion of our life study. Matthew chapter 4, verse 5, says clearly that Naphtali was the land of Galilee. You have to know, all the first group of apostles, all of them came out of Galilee. People of Naphtali. 
What came out of them? The beautiful word. The preaching of the gospel. The words of life. The words of grace. The words of salvation. The words of wisdom. The words of knowledge. And the words of building. How could we perfect today's pillars? By the word of life. By the word of salvation. By the word of grace. By the word of wisdom. By the word of knowledge. And by the word of building. Heron learned all the trade, the skill of Terran father. But eventually, the Terran father was died. Cut off. Today we must be some sons of a widow. This means what? This means the source of your secular or religious skill must die. Must be cut off. But the source of your human being still has to exist. You know, in Psalm 90, Moses says, what? The human beings would live 70 years of age. The stronger ones may live 80 years. Exactly when he was 80, concerning himself, finished. While he was dying there, God came. And God gave him a vision from that age, 80 years old. God came to use Moses. Then, whatever he has learned in the past becomes useful in resurrection. All the wisdom of the Egyptians became useful in the resurrected Moses. Everything we learned in the college, all the learnings will become useful in you when you will be in resurrection. Not when you still remain in the natural life. If the Terran father still lives, the Terran skill is not availing to the building of the holy temple. I hope the word is made clear to all of you. So I encourage all you young people to go to pick up your schooling. You have to pick up a lot. Study a lot. Learn the Terran skill. Learn the Egyptian knowledge. Pick up the Terran trade. Be a doctor degree in science, in biology, in medicine. Then let the father die. Then you'll be so useful, you believe me. Hiram learned much from his skillful father, and the skills turned out to be quite useful, really, for the building of the pillars. But not until his skillful father had died. In this way, God was able to use him for his house. What does all this signify for us, Bob? This is a wonderful point, Matt. Uh, Here we have Hiram, who had acquired so much worldly skill from his father. 
But this worldly skill is not useful unless the source of that skill, who was his father from Tyre, died. This signifies that in the spiritual things, as long as we remain in the natural life, the life that we obtained from our father, then the skills that we gain from our education, from all kinds of experiences that we have, will not be useful in the building up of the church. In order for the secular skills and the religious knowledge that we picked up before we began our building work to become useful, the source of these things, the life, the natural life, needs to be cut off and needs to die Hmm. so that we can, through death, through the experience of Christ's death, we are no longer natural, but we are persons in resurrection. We are Naphtalites, those who still have the skills that we picked up from our education, from all kinds of learning, but the source, the life, is changed from the natural life that we were born with to the resurrection life that we acquire as we experience Christ more and more in his death and resurrection. We know that Moses was educated in all the wisdom of the Egyptians. When he was 40 years old, he tried to do something to help his people Israel, but he was rejected and he had to flee, and he spent 40 years in the wilderness. So when he became 80 years old, which in his eyes was as good as dead. A man dies at age 80. God appeared to him because by that time, Moses' father from Tyre, Moses' natural life had been terminated, and he was ready to be used by God. So this is a beautiful picture here that we need the skills. Here, uh, Brother Lee was very, very definite in a sense, charging all the young people to go to universities, get the highest education, even a PhD if you can get one, you know. So you have the skills, you have the worldly skills, yet if we don't let our natural life die, if we don't experience the cross to terminate our natural life, then all these skills will be useless to God in the building up of the church. So we must experience the death of our Father, so to speak, then we can be persons in resurrection and the real builders of God's house. Really wonderful, Bob. It's been encouraging this life study for all of us today. Thank you for being part of it, and I look forward to seeing you again soon. Thank you, Matt. I look forward to coming back. And thank you for listening wherever you're listening. If you'd like to get more information, you can call us toll-free at 888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. Or you can email us to radio at lsm.org. On behalf of Bob Denker, I'm Matt Miller. Thanks for listening today. This program is brought to you by Living Stream Ministry publisher of the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee. To find out more, we invite you to visit our website, lsm.org. 
There you'll find more than 600 titles from both authors available online. You can also listen to recordings of Witness Lee's spoken messages and see the full array of material that Living Stream has to offer. Again, that's lsm.org. Thanks for listening today.